Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jared Shepard, along with my good friend, Artemis Brower. We're coming to you this week with episode 183. 183. One, eight. Trace. Toi. Toi. Oh, do. Toi. Fun fact, Artie is, uh, is trilingual. Si, si. Wheat, nuf. These. There we go. Nuts. Owns. <laughs> I had to bring it back to my French days. There we go. All right, you're trilingual, right? A little bit, a little bit. Trilingual. Yeah, yeah, a little gotcha. bit. I don't, I don't know as much as I used to because I, I stopped studying it. But I was actually really, really good. Like my French was like was up there. But he ain't as good as he once was. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Those, those were the goat days when I could just talk to a woman in French. Pour vous pensez. Womanizer, Artie. Um, how you doing, man? Good to be I'm back. Good, I'm good. It's good to see you, man. It's been. It feels like it's been a whole month since I since I've seen you. World, world traveler. Uh, yeah. it, it, it was good, man. Uh, it was good. I, I did have a uh, exposure to COVID, so I had to quarantine Ooh. for a couple of days. When I, even when I got back, so that was that was rough. Um, but now we're back. And, yes, and we're thriving just in time for, you know, to go out of the country one more time. Look, Josh and I held it down last week. Don't don't think we didn't hold it down on the podcast. Like we, we, we surely did. But it's good to have you back, brother. Hey, I, I appreciate it. I'm glad to be back. Um, I missed it. I, I, I had some FOMO. Knowing that y'all were live, I was getting on a plane right when, when y'all went live. And I watched a little bit of it for, for a couple minutes before my plane started boarding. And. Then I, I I got on my plane and I I flew back home, but uh, yeah man I, I missed I missed y'all, yeah. Josh on the ones and twos, shout out to you for for, I mean big shoes to fill and, and you filled them my man, <laughs> um so I I, I appreciate it. I, I see Josh is laughing and in, uh, in the backstage area so shout out to you Josh um Artie, yes sir. 183. Do you have an 83 for me? I I do have an 83 for you this week. We are we are we are shouting out the little guys on this one. All right. All the men under six feet. We shouting out all the men under six feet on, on, on my 83 today. My 83 is another than Wes Welker. You hear me? Longtime New England Patriot. Um great pro. Um didn't even know he actually did all this. I didn't know he was a two-time first team all pro. He was a two-time first team all pro 2009, 2011 uh two times second team all pro in 2007 2008 five time pro bowler three time nfl receptions leader uh he was on the all rookie team like this dude had a phenomenal career and he did it while sitting at like 510 all right so shout out to wes welker the consummate pro number 83 for the week i think he wore a different number with the chargers when he played for them but the patriots and i think for the broncos he wore 83 so that's the and that's the only career that matters was his broncos and patriots career all right so Shout out to Wes Welker, my 83 for the week. There you go, Wes Welker. Um, all right, Artie. I'm going to go with, honestly, this one's not chalk at all. Okay. At all. And he may also have the chalkiest name ever. So, Chalk but not chalk. 
Mm-hmm. Craig Smith. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're the number 83 when he was with the Portland Trailblazers. Already, fun fact, Craig Smith is the only NBA athlete, player, whatever, basketball player, to ever wear the number 83 in the NBA. Really? Not to be confused with Craig Smith of the Nashville Predators, former, formerly of the Nashville Predators. I don't know where he is now. He, he's an obscure guy. Nobody, these these guys, they have generic names, and they also have generic careers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Artie. All right. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. All right. Uh, let, let's get some housekeeping uh, done, and then, and then we'll jump right into it. The Boneyard Podcast, proud to be members of the Variety Sports Podcast Network. Check them out. I mean, you got the Woods, Water, and Mizzou Podcast. You got... NBA podcast, NFL, Super Bowl weekend, the big game. Yeah. I don't even know if we're allowed to say Super Bowl. Don't hey, don't come after me. Uh, I don't think I'm, the NFL is coming after uh, coming after us. I think we're okay. man. I, I think they've I, gone I, after I, churches I, before. <laughs> I think we might be okay. I, I'm not. We don't have any money to get the NFL anyway. So hey, that's why we that's why we need to make this thing a business, or just so they can't take. My my 2002 Jeep Liberty that I have sitting in the driveway that hasn't been driven in a year. Um, <laughs> all right, already uh, Variety Sports Network. Check them out. Make sure you subscribe at Variety Sports Network on YouTube. If you're watching on VSN, make sure to uh, make make sure that you you subscribe to us at, at Boneyard Podcast. Follow us at Boneyard Podcast on. Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then it's the Boneyard Podcast on TikTok. Uh, all right, Artie. Purple and Gold Collective. Yeah. Still some moving parts, but there's things that are happening at the Purple and Gold Collective. I, I um, had a very good conversation with them yesterday. Um, excited, Still excited about this partnership. Lots of great yes. things going on. 100%. Um, just got what's required for, for their scholarship funds. So, um, stay tuned for that. They're, they're going to be giving scholarships to, to student athletes to help with, with academics and whatnot. Um, more to come on, on that note, but right now, Artie, you can head over to the purple and gold collective or purple gold collective.org and click on the fanatics logo and buy all your Super Bowl gear, get up to 70% off. On clearance sale items, and they still have free shipping on twenty four dollars or more. Go get your Super Bowl gear while supplies last. Um, and then next week, Artie, we're going to be recording on a different night—a night that, if you took the seven days in the week and and you tried to make a chart of the nights that we record, we've recorded on Monday and Friday night are probably the least. The least, right. yeah, the least. We used to do these things every Sunday. I remember, <clears throat> I remember the the OG Boneyard podcast would, would record every Sunday. Sunday, yeah, right in Artie's apartment. Yeah, that that's where this thing got started. We we need to get back in person, Artie. Um, I've been saying that. I mean, you live five minutes from me. Why don't you yeah, just come I, mean, I don't. I, I don't you, live that far from you. You come on over. 
I'll I'll just talk in a monologue and, and I'll I'll wait on you to get back. Um no. Anyways, uh next week, Monday night, eight o'clock. I will be hopefully tan and good looking. As tan as you can be. Off of a cruise. I'm coming home. I'm kissing my baby. And then I'm going downstairs to the podcast studio here in the Boneyard Podcast headquarters. And we're going to record a podcast. And on that podcast, Artie, what are we going to do? We're going to give away free season tickets to ECU baseball. Donated to the Purple and Gold Collective by Webhead Case. Love it. Still, t- still time to enter. All you got to do is go to the website and... and- and click on uh, baseball ticket giveaway. I think I think it says ECU baseball season ticket giveaway, something like that. Um, go there. Go on purple and gold purplegoldcollective.org and enter to win free season tickets in the jungle. Welcome to the jungle, baby. For ba- ECU baseball, which starts next weekend, Friday afternoon against Ryder. University. Um, so, yeah. Oh, we're getting close. So close. So close. Anything else on, on Purple and Gold Collective, Artie? No, nah, like you said, I mean, excited about this collaboration. We got a lot of big things in, in the works. Uh, so stay tuned on everything that we got. Golf tournament. Formulating and cooking up. Yeah, got that. Got that in the works as well. So I'm just April excited. 27th, Farmville Country Club. Yes. So, sign up for the golf tournament. Um, from what I'm hearing, there's going to be student athletes there, uh, so go check it out. Go sign up, and it's it's. Uh, so already, I talked to Todd about about the Purple and Gold Collective and the golf tournament, and at first the prices were a little high; they were steep. And he called me. He said, "We want to be the the collective, the NIL collective for the average fan." So we we they actually brought down their prices for the uh, for the golf tournament. Go check them out. Go go sign up. All right, um, gonna be a, gonna be a fun time by all. And, and if you want to help out, if you want to sponsor a hole, sponsor a team, whatever, let's do it. All right, all right, Artie. Anything else? I, I'm done. I swear I'm done on on the, the you sure? housekeeping. You sure? You sure? I, I am. I am. I think so. Okay, now I got enough of that. Cool. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, Artie, today <laughs> today was National Signing Day. Did you know today was National Signing Day? I'm a, look, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. You guys sent a message earlier, and I was like, oh, shit. It is National Signing Day today. It's like <laughs> National Signing Day used to be so big. Like, it used to be the, like, that was the day, right? Like, you, you found out they had the, the reveals and the, the, the hat, hat games. Picking. Yeah, the, the hat picking and the hat games. And we loved it. We loved, It was entertainment. And it has fallen off a cliff so hard, so hard, to the point where you have to be reminded that it's National Signing Day. So, yeah, I mean, this was the most boring National Signing Day that I could remember. And yes. Absolutely. I mean, in my 28 years of life, absolutely. Now, 
early signing day is fantastic. It, it's it's what National Signing Day used to be. But now we just have we have two, and it, it's the original, the OG, as the kids would say, mm-hmm. has lost some of his luster. It's definitely lost his luster. <clears throat> what can the NCAA do to change that? Let I mean that that's a bigger question, right? Like we all know what goes into it, and, and we all we we were talking about it before we came on. Yeah, I mean, universities or, or athletic programs, football teams, really. I'm guessing it's probably happening in all all sports at this point. Teams are pulling guys' offers when they're ready to commit because they've got too many scholarships already on the on the team. So that's why now with, with National Signing Day, if you've waited to sign. Right, you're kind oh, of putting yourself on able. Waited to commit on National Signing Day. You kind of, you kind of screwed yourself. Right. The early signing day period and the transfer portal passes all these guys by, and then they basically fall to the wayside and end up. And not this isn't a knock on FCS, but that's where they end up having to go. Is to the to the FCS level, right. to the Division Two level, right? It, it it we're we're seeing a snowball effect or or a pass down effect that starts. I mean, it starts at the top, right? And early signing day has made it tougher. Than ever, and it's not going anywhere though, right? Like, like the the horse is out the barn. The horse, the horse has left the stable, and the horse is five miles down the road. You're not catching that horse. How <laughs> it's, it's out? How can we make make National Signing Day great again? It's definitely not going to be an NCAA thing. No, and whether they like it or not, the NCAA is dying. That that is that is that is a dying. The NCAA they are probably going to go out. They, they're going to die loudly, right? They're not going to die quietly. They're going to die very loudly. But they, they, I I see it coming sooner rather than later. Especially with this SEC Big Ten commission they're trying to formulate and, and kind of become their own own brand. But that's a whole another discussion for another day. I'm, I'm sure we'll delve into that later. But it ain't gonna be the NCAA. So, yeah. No, no. Distill the words of the one Zach Bryan. All my homies hate the NCAA. Should have been gone a long time ago. All right. Um, Artie, national talking about national signing day. Get get him back on track. We did get somebody. We we got one one signee. <laughs> we did get somebody. 
That's a mean. It's just insane. When I was in high school, like, 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 think back to when we were in high school, right? How crazy national. I, I just remember at my high school specifically, but we had like eight to ten people that were like, like, had the like. I remember the tables set up, and you had the the high school insignia and the and the you know everything set up in front of me. Had all these hats, and it's like it wasn't just football either. You know, it's other sports and things like that too. But like, it was such a a big deal it was talked about throughout the entire school and now we're at a point where you get one like we got one signee on national signing day that is just wild yeah i don't know man it's it's wild that this is what it's come to i mean i I remember junior year sitting in my car like reading up on every single signee that we got on national signing day Mm mm-hmm just trying to get to know all about them. Now you get to do that, but it's in the beginning of December, right? And then at the same time, it's the transfer portal. And it's just such a huge influx of information. Right. The you almost can't keep up with it. Um, but yeah, ECU gets Ed Rusher, uh Torn Brazil out of Bradford High School in Florida. Um, I mean, welcome, welcome to Pirate Nation, Torin. Um, I don't know, Artie. Like it, it just. I, I wish we had the 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 hype of National Signing Day again. Right? Yeah, because because to to see the heights that it got, to see what it was, and to see what it is now. But yeah, I, I just don't. I just feel like that's just the way of the world that we had, and we have to adapt and and grow with that. I don't know if it's ever going to get back to what national signing day was the way it was beforehand right and and in a world of technology and, and social media and, and we, we're going to find out as soon as it happens type you know type society i don't think it's ever going to get back to that i just don't yeah so anyways enough on on, that, on national signing day over i guess it, i guess it happened yesterday maybe sunday uh Yannick Smith, yeah. our guy, wide receiver, number four white or number four athlete in the state of South Carolina. Artie, he's, he's coming to ECU, upgraded to a ninety-one on twenty-four-seven Sports four-star wide receiver. He's yeah. now the highest-ranked recruit in ECU history. Yeah. Insane. I mean, your your thoughts on on what this wide receiver room is shaping up to be? It's crowded. It's it's crowded at the moment. And you know, Josh was saying this before we before we got on. I mean, he's in a room where he's not even going to see the field uh, to to start off with. But I love it now. Now, hopefully, you know, because we <laughs> we we know how the other hires recruit EC history went. We we know that history. We know how that went. The last um, two. So Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that this is different than, than the previous ones and he's not going to be thrown into the fire right away. That that's the beautiful thing about it. He's not going to get thrown in there from day one. He's going to be able to learn, grow, mature. And when he's ready and when he's good enough, he'll get his opportunity. Um, but it's, I mean, the number four overall athlete and, and number four receiver in, in South Carolina, I mean, that's, that's a football. Football state. Make mo make no bones about it. So that that's pretty impressive. 
Mm. Love it. Um, already, I was gonna ask you. A, I was gonna ask you a question. You oh yeah, it. yeah. No, I, I got it. it. Is being the number one, the highest ranked recruit in ECU history, is that like the new Madden curse? God, I hope not. For Yannick, for Yannick's sake, need, I hope we not. We need these four-star recruits. We need you. Know, God, God forbid, we get a five-star one day. Like we need, like we need that. We need these types of recruits. Like we need to. Like I, God, I hope not. I really, 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 really hope not. To be honest with you, I, I <laughs> but mm. I, I think the difference with Yannick is he's he's not going to have the kind of expectations that some of the other ones had before him. Right, you know, because even when Mason Garcia was coming in, he knew he wasn't the starter, but he knew he was being groomed to be the guy. Like he he knew that coming in from day one, he was being groomed to be the heir apparent. You're this is going to be your program, this is going to be your team. So like he is not going to have that pressure on him coming in from day one. I think that's going to help. I sure hope so. Yeah. Um, and I, I see Josh put in here in the notes. Artie, the top article from ESPN on National Signing Day. Mm-hmm. Headline reads, Amari Williams to Florida State University. Here's what the Knowles are getting. <laughs> Linebacker Amari Williams, number 225 in the ESPN 300, announced his commitment to Florida State over the weekend. He arrived to his announcement in a $4.5 million yacht. <laughs> Wow. Mm. All right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the state of college athletics and especially college football in 2024. College football is broken. That I mean, we've got we've got kids. These are 18-year-old kids, maybe some some 17 showing up in four and a half million dollar yachts. The game, we're not even like like this has nothing to do with the game. This has nothing to do with the game. This is oh, just pure, baby Gronk is doing this is damn WWE entertainment at this point. Baby Gronk has an offer from South Florida. He's like 13. Get out of here. I do want it like we, we gotta we gotta hone this in a little bit now. I mean, we're, we're talking about a game here. We're talking about a game. We're talking about a game, folks. A game. We gotta we gotta hone this in. I'll practice. <laughs> we got we gotta hone this in a little bit. Like this is a little too much. All right, Artie. Um moving along. Basketball. What goes up must come down. Uh are you surprised? ECU is eleven and twelve on the season. Nope. The most mediocre of mediocre teams, programs. At ECU. And I say mediocre, not in a bad way. It, it Mediocre meaning they aren't too high. They aren't too low. They're just always going to – if they were in the NBA, they, they'd probably pick 16th. <laughs> They're going right. to play up to their competition. They're going to play down to their competition. What – I mean, this team seems like – year in and year out, has the talent, but they just can't put it together. It's not, they, it's not the talent. 
Natalia. Were... I mean, you could you could tell from a, from a Jaden Gardner and a Tristan Newton who transferred out and had explosive careers as soon as they left. It ain't the talent. It ain't the talent. Man, I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe Minji's maybe Minji's is just cursed. I've seen people throw around conversations of, of Minji's being built on a Indian burial ground. Maybe it is. <laughs> I don't know. Like but you know the sad thing about it though, Jared? You can't even say it's a disappointing season. <clears throat> As an ECU basketball fan, you can't say you're disappointed because this is what you're used to anyway. You can't you can't say you're disappointed. This is this is all we know. This is all I just know. want to be relevant. <laughs> We can't even be upset. This is the only thing we know. I'm at the point where basketball season, I, I'm just indifferent. When it comes to men's basketball, I'm just indifferent. And I, I look, I watch the games. But, and I, I get hyped up when we win. I get upset when we lose, just like any normal fan. <laughs> But at this point, I'm just like, what are we doing here? No. And I saw people asking, is Mike Schwartz's seat getting hot? I don't think so. He's in year two. I I did propose the question, and I asked Josh this last week. And I said, if we have another season where it looks like it does this season next year, like next year is the same old, same old, right? And we finish a game under 500, even worse than that. Will his seat be hot then? Right? Like, if we go through the same thing next season, is the seat going to be hot? I think Josh said no. I think he, I think he said it's still good and we can still write this ship. But I mean, the re- I'll say no, but for a different reason. If you go 11 and 12 or whatever. 15 and 16 or or whatever it is 15 and 16 and 14 14 and 16 math math is hard um if you get 14 and 16 already finish one game below 500 who are you gonna hire that moves the needle more than that when you went through joe dooley he took Florida Gulf Coast to a sweet 16. Right. National champion at, at Kansas. Fire him. You bring him Mike Schwartz, one of the highly sought after assistant coaches coming up through the ranks. Right. Coaching a top 10 team in Tennessee. Right. Had top five defense in the country. You bring him in. He, he's got the swagger. He, he's got the energy. You bring him in, same results. Who's going to want to come be the next head coach at ECU for, for basketball? And and try to and try to fix a program that has never actually been a legitimate program. No, I, I get that. I, I, I absolutely 1,000% get that. So that, that's my question is – We're always we're always being sold, and I, I don't think I don't think his seat's hot 
No, way. and I and I'm, I'm I think Ron Schwartz needs to be given. I'm giving him three. Years. A lot more time. A lot more time. Not like Rome's not built in a day, and in the world of college athletics, when you're at the level that ECU is at, yes, you want to be at a higher level, but sometimes it takes a little bit longer to build Rome than just a day. And with that being said, I, I mean, I'm, I'm giving them three to four years at least. I, I mean, hell I sat through dealing with Jeff Lebo. Yeah. We had, we had good old Lebo. The I mean, now, now, now he's damn assistant coach at, at Chapel Hill. His alma mater. That's or a great job for him too, man. What a what a good job that is. I mean, he's just you know gets to sit, be an assistant coach, ride the coattails. You're at your you're at your alma mater, your your team. I mean, it's Carolina. Carolina, it doesn't you know you, you can kind of plug and play at Carolina. The, the 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 program is established. That's just one of those programs. It's not not dipping off. So right. I don't know, Artie. I, I, eventually, one day we might be good, but that day's not today. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, women's basketball stays hot, though. Shout out um, to them, too. Shout out man. to them still. I mean, five games over 500, 13 and 8. When they, they could have packed it in with the injuries that they've had. Shout out to them. Let's see. The uh, host of the Shockers and Minji's Wichita State Shockers. Shock them. Uh, three players hitting double digits and scoring. The growing pains are starting to pay off already. Like early in the season, we struggled at times, right? Like at times the women's basketball always looked better than the men's basketball team did. But at times you could tell like, okay, this team's still kind of growing together. You're fighting through adversity with, with some injuries to keep roles, keep players, and you're finding people to stand out, right? I mean, Karina Gordon, shout out. Uh, passed Allison Spivey for sixth on the ECU freshman three-pointer made list. Now has 37. Nate McNeil moves into number 20 in scoring with – 1,117 points and tied for number eight in all-time steals. Like, there's so much going on. And not to mention you got Amaya Joyner, right? Like, there's so much skill here, and they're playing as a unit, right? It doesn't seem at times when when I'm watching the the men's team Things just feel rushed and disjointed and and like the like they don't know or trust each other enough to to put together a full game. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we've seen it time and time again. They're they're together for three quarters of the game and then they fall off. The women's team, they're standing on your neck and then they step harder. And and I think I mean, a lot of that, give credit to Coach Kim McNeil. Um, 
but yeah, very happy with, with, with the women's team. Uh, big game this weekend. Saturday against Charlotte, 2 o'clock. And then next week, another honestly really big game in, in conference. Going on the road to uh, to face the Owls of Rice. Um, Artie, your, your thoughts on, on the women's team? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the complete opposite of what our men's basketball team is doing right now. They have come together. They have weathered the storm. They are persevering. And they're letting their talent show for itself. And we got ballers on this on this women's team. They're absolute ballers on this women's team. And that does speak to the coaching. That speaks to the recruiting. That speaks to the mindset and the culture that that, that Coach Kim McNeil has, has set with her program and with her team. And five games over 500. Now we're in a situation. Yes, the next two games are not going to be easy. You know, they are going to be kind of kind of daunting task, especially in conference. But if we can mess around and win these next two, get to you know get to fifteen and eight, and and, and get into this this conference tournament play, looking the way we look, you know, opinions might be changing. That's 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 all I'm saying. If, if we can continue to improve, play the way we need to play look a little bit different, get to, you know, get to six, seven, eight games over 500. Like opinions might be changing on what this team can do still this season. So shout out to them. Just shout out, just shout out to the, to the point that they're still fighting and they're still working and they're still working their asses off and doing what they need to do to put themselves in positions to win and compete and still stay in the standings as far as the American conference goes. Yeah. Right on. I believe, uh, I believe we're tied for, second in the conference um don't have it pulled up right in front of me but i I believe i saw that um all right Artie, it is national women in sports day shout out yes shout out courtney layton friend of the podcast member of the member of the team she's on the crew um and then also shout out to our former intern izzy marinelli yes Forever in our hearts, forever in our minds. Should have, should have had her on the podcast this week, but what are you going to do about it? We're number uh, five. Uh, not supposed to be number five in the American women's basketball. So not, not, not quite tied for second. <laughs> but I, I think I think that's with the ties, right? That's, yeah, yeah, that's probably that's probably with some tie-ins. So yeah, like I, I think there's a tie for first, tie for second. So technically, we're fifth, but uh, it could change. Uh, um, um, plenty of time left. Plenty of time left. All right, Artie. Um, let's see. National Women in Sports Day. ECU softball gets underway this weekend yes. on the road in Charleston. Um, that that's getting underway, and then I believe women's lacrosse is is starting up either this weekend or or the next weekend. Josh, you'll have to you'll have to keep me honest on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, exciting times. Um, softball. You know, kind of, go ahead. Go ahead. I, no, I was go just going to say lacrosse. That is that might be the one sport left that I've never tried or played that I want to try. I think I think I think I do want to try lacrosse at some point. Like I, want, I just want to not not saying I'm against some amateur league or nothing like that, but I just want to play it. I just want to see how see how it goes. That's the one sport I'm still curious about that I've never actually dabbled with. A lot of hockey players play lacrosse. A lot of hockey players play lacrosse. It's like 
hockey, but on grass. Yeah, I've heard that, and I've definitely heard that. Like the physicality is is a lot similar to the physicality in hockey. Not quite the okay. We're just gonna run head first into each other all game like football. But the the kinds of contact you're you're constantly con- in contact with somebody, cross checked, I mean slashed, whatever. You're all you're all somebody's always messing with you, and, and that that's I think how it goes for for lacrosse. Um, I feel like I'd be pretty good. Maybe not actually playing lacrosse, but I feel like I, I could. My hand eye is pretty good with with. I could play. I could play some catch lacrosse catch. Yeah. That'd be fun. I, I would do that. I have, to, I have to see how them feet move. I see how them feet move. Or you've seen how these feet move. Hey, look, you know, slow feet don't eat. So look, I might not be the fastest guy in the world, but uh, I I, I can juke somebody out of their shoes if I need to. <laughs> B side, baby. Take it back to B side. B side. Never forget. B side football. Stand up. 2016 runner up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Never forget. Man, that sucked. All right. Um, cool. Do you have a walk the plank, Artie? I do have a walk the plank this week. And. It is my own team. I was actually talking to Josh about this before we, we, we got on. And he made he made some good things. He was like, you know, the 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 cap space, cap's not gonna pay for itself. But but still, I just don't understand how a franchise that has consistently been subpar to below average for the last decade, maybe even decade plus, can do this to their fans. So the Chicago Bears. The Bears. They are increasing their season ticket prices by a minimum, which means at least 8%. So at least they are increasing their season ticket price by 8% for everybody across the board. Now, the Bears, mind you, mind you, this is a a rabid fan base, all right? Like, we could be good, bad, in between, and Soldier Field is sold out. I promise you. These people show up. Chicago Bears, Chicago fans, they love their Bears. We could be one in 16 or 16 and one, whatever it is. They're going to show up. And the fact that you're doing this to your fan base, the fact that you're increasing the season ticket prices, and you haven't even made an announcement as far as moving out of the city and and trying to establish a whole, you know, Bears park, whatever. Uh, Bears. Trying to do. Shut up, Jerry. Whatever it is that they try to do, they haven't even announced that yet. Haven't even haven't even finalized nothing yet. So, Chicago Bears, I love the you. Bears. <laughs> Don't do this to your fans. Also, do not mess up this draft. This is this is the one draft that you you have to get it one thousand percent correct. I you 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 have like you have to hit on everything. You have two top ten picks. You have the number one pick. You can pick Caleb Williams or you can trade it away. But whatever you do, do not mess up this draft because uh, that's all I got to say. So, Chicago Bears, I love you. Oh, Bears. But walk the damn plank. Walk the damn plank. Um, all right. Good one, Artie. 
Yeah. That was good. Um, I don't know. This weekend seemed like a huge miss. And, and th- this is pretty common in the NHL. A uh, huge miss for a chance to be the, I mean, I mean, the NBA was going, but like to really kind of spread your elbows out and take a weekend, right? Like, yeah, have all 16 teams play something like that, like figure or all 32 teams play 16 games um, with some doing back-to-backs on Friday, Saturday, some doing maybe back-to-backs on Saturday, Sunday. You could have done something. You could have taken the whole weekend. But no, you chose to have the weekend, the one weekend that the NFL isn't playing, right? be your all-star weekend. You don't have anything else going on other than some NBA and the Pro Bowl. And you, you decide to have that weekend as your all-star. Have the all-star game the weekend of the Super Bowl. I get it. Like nobody, then nobody's going to watch the all-star game. Guess what? We're not watching anyways. Next year I'll watch when it, when they do the little world cup or whatever they're you, doing. I need I'll you to tie this in, Jerry. I need you, I need you to tie this in and watch you have the same weekend Super Bowl. What I'm going to say is you, you compete with, with the NFL all the time for viewers. You know your viewership is down. On I would get rid of the All Star Weekend if I could. Next week, next year, it's going to be a little bit different. They're going to do like a an Olympic style format, where they're going to have Canada, the United States, Sweden, and Finland players from all four of those countries playing against each other in a tournament. Mm-hmm. So that that'll be nice, and it's it's going to be more than just a weekend. It's going to be kind of like a World Cup of hockey with the four teams, and then they're going to expand on that. Um over the next four or five years. But right now, nobody cares. And you had a chance the one weekend that the NFL, nobody's caring really about, nobody gives a shit about the Pro Bowl. No. Who it's, the hell watches the Pro not Bowl? Even, it's not even a game. It's it's a flag football event with like skills challenges. And that's what the NHL All-Star game is. Right? And then, like, just like the Home Run Derby. The home run derby and the the baseball all star game, in my opinion, is is the best all star game around. It's a good event because it's, it's the event. closest thing to the real the real game. You have a you have a pitcher, you have a batter. One's trying to strike the other out. One's trying to hit a home run. That's We're, it. Yeah. Right. Now, are they going one hundred percent? No, nobody's ever going one hundred percent in these things. But. In the NHL All-Star game, is three-on-three, which, whatever. But, all in all, nobody cares. I was in Toronto, the host city, the mecca of hockey, last week. The week of the NHL All-Star game. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that, too. How was that? Yeah, like like being up there during that. I saw Edge. You didn't mention that. Yeah. I, I saw Adam Copeland. The rated Edge. R superstar. The rated R superstar. Um, no, nobody gave a shit. I heard people around the city saying, "I think this." I heard them say, "Like the logo looks childish." Shout out Justin Bieber; he's the one that designed it. 
Um, but with that being said, like nobody cared. And then to take that, like the I've I've always enjoyed watching the NHL skills competition, the fastest skater, the hardest shot, the uh accuracy shooting. This year, you get uh was it was it Victor Hedman, I believe it was, um, from from Tampa Bay. Half-assed his his spot in the skills competition. A million dollars is on the line, right? You can win a million dollars. For NHL stars, that's a lot of money. I mean, these guys aren't making $40, $50 million a year. They're, the highest paid one is making like 16 mil. Okay? But they limited it to only being certain guys that can compete. The Carolina Hurricanes didn't have even – have a representative in the skills competition because the NHL picked and chose, pick and chose <laughs> grammar, uh, pick and chose who they wanted in it. It wasn't based on any stats or anything. It was just, here's who, who we want in this. Sebastian Ajo, who won the accuracy shooting competition two years ago was left out on the bench. The only hurricanes representative at the all-star game. So you're trying to grow the game in, in certain cities and in certain areas like the Carolinas, like the South, but you're having four guys from, from Vancouver go. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. The NHL. You're never going to get rid of like, like it, that's, that's like, you know, cause Josh was making this point about NASCAR. I mean, that, that's like taking NASCAR out the South and trying to make it this international game. No, like, right. Hockey's but, not a Southern sport, Jared. But it's you've not. seen it in, in cities like Nashville, in Raleigh, in Tampa Bay, in Florida. But you can never. Right. And they're going, they're going to Atlanta for a third time. Or take over basketball in this region of the country. You can only right. expect that it maintains. But what I'm saying is nobody cares about the All-Star game. You could have had an opportunity to have big time games all weekend when nobody's doing anything. You could have like the the outdoor games. They they're doing two outdoor games in two weeks. I, I see. I see what you're saying. Like, so, like you like can market yourself better for, for a winter classic, right? Like that would have been the perfect weekend to have exactly. Something like that. Yes, I, I all 32 teams playing. Like you could have done something like that, but no, you chose to half-ass an all-star game. Yet again, that that's my that's my issue. So NHL once again walked the damn plank. Love it. All right, Artie, let's wrap this thing up. Gambling corner. Let's do it. Super Bowl weekend, baby. Super Bowl weekend, the big game. All right, let's let's go through some of these. Uh, Artie, heads or tails. You asking me? Yeah. What, what's what's the coin toss going to be? Heads. I'm 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 always picking heads. I'm gonna pick heads today. I die. Heads. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take tails. Tails never fails. Um. All right. Let's see. What will be the first scoring play? Kansas City touchdown. San Francisco touchdown. Mm. Kansas City field goal. San Francisco field goal. Or a Kansas City safety 
San Francisco safety. It's not going to be a safety. I Safe, safeties right now. A Kansas City safety is plus forty five hundred. San Francisco like, is plus five thousand. At this stage in the play, I mean, th- this is the Super Bowl, right? So these are the two most buttoned up teams left, right? A safety is 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 not being disciplined, right? That that's a that's a lack of, of discipline. I don't see that happening at this stage. Now, if it does happen, you win a whole bunch of money, but I don't. I just don't see that happening. Um, I think San Fran gets the ball first. I think Kansas City defers to the second half. I think San Fran gets. The, so I think KC wins the toss. They defers. I think San Fran gets the ball first. They score a field goal. Score a field goal. All right. I think you're, I think you're um, opening opening score is San Fran field goal. All right, Artie. Currently, Taylor Swift is minus 130 to not be shown during the Star Spangled Banner in the latest Taylor Swift prop <laughs> odds. But she's minus 135, so... M- Better, better odds, more yeah. likely to be shown before Jason Kelsey during the anthem. She's absolutely getting shown before Jason Kelsey. Are you kidding me? She's. Do we have an do we have an over under on how many times Taylor Swift is going to get shown in this game? I would like that one because I feel like it's it's going to be a minimum of five. They're going to do a Taylor Swift cutaway at least five times in the Super Bowl. Because I hear she's got a concert in Japan like 48 hours beforehand, but she's going to make it back in time, right? So she's yeah. definitely going to be at this I, game. And I feel like they're going to cut away a Taylor Swift. I'm, I'm saying five. I'm saying at least five they're cutting away a Taylor Swift. Jason Kelsey Jason Kelsey's only going to get shown because he's in the same suite as Taylor Swift. Has there been anybody that like – look, I don't – I don't hate Jason Kelsey, but I don't know. (laughs) I feel like he's become so much more famous since his brother started dating Taylor Swift. Uh, I I mean, yeah, he's he's got his podcast. They've got their podcast. Really blossomed a few few years ago, right? When they, um, I mean, especially they played each other in the Super Bowl last year, right? They played against each other in the Super Bowl last year, and then they have the podcast. Right, like Jason Kelsey, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer as an offensive lineman. Like it's not like it's not like Jason Kelsey is just some dude that shouldn't be famous. Like he should absolutely be famous. He should absolutely be, you know. I don't think it's the Taylor Swift effect. I think it's I think it helps, but I don't I feel like I knew Jason Kelsey. Now I'm a football guy, but I definitely knew Jason Kelsey, knew he was really famous before the Taylor Swift effect. Right. All right, Artie. Um, next, over under eighty nine and a half seconds for Reba McIntyre's rendition of the national anthem. Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. Yeah, that is. Ooh, that's a throwback. Right, I used to love the Reba show too. I used to be on the show. I love that Man. show. What? Are you kidding me? I love that show. And then, and then Artie, you know who's you know who the halftime show is right it's usher yeah usher yeah i mean 2000s jared it would be loving this yeah that's 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 phenomenal um all right so what was the question again 
Over under 89 and a half seconds, Reba McIntyre's national anthem. Eight and a half minutes? 89 and a half oh, eight, seconds. 89 and a half. Okay. 89 Jesus and a half. Cr- you think she's going to sing the national anthem for eight minutes? <laughs> what is she reciting the encyclopedia? I thought you said eight and a half. So hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, 89 and a half. Oh, oh say, can you see? Ooh, that's that's less than a minute and a half. No, I'm gonna say over. She goes over a minute and a half. She goes over a minute and a half easily. She easily goes over a minute and a half. Yeah, that's fancy. Um. Real ones get get the reference. All right, Artie. Lastly, San Francisco is two-point favorites to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Where are we on? 58? Over under on this? Over under is 47 and a half. 47 and a half. Mm. These are two good defenses, so I do not see this being in a, a, a high scoring affair. I don't I don't think it's gonna be a shootout. In case these offense is not good enough to be a shootout anyway. Right. What say you? My heart tells me San Francisco, and so does my head. But I don't know. I've started to give in to some of the conspiracy theorists, and I'm, I'm going to go with Kansas City um, just based on that. I, I think I think the script is writing itself. Taylor Swift announces a new album at such a convenient time. Um, <laughs> Her and Travis get to celebrate on the field together. One has a Grammy. One has another Super Bowl trophy. They, Patrick Mahomes is a new GOAT. Yeah. They Jackson Mahomes is out there dancing on <laughs> on the logo. I mean, it's a pretty well written script. Jason Kelsey announces he's coming out of retirement. He's going to join the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> they go to Disney. They come out on top of the castle at Disney World. You know, I'm laughing, but all this shit could be true. absolutely true and travis proposes to taylor and then she stops writing hits about boyfriends that she broke up with and i don't know yeah all that to say i tend to agree with you i I look to me san friends there's too much coincidence going on san friends better team but look Betting against Patrick Mahomes is not that smart, to be honest with you. I thought they were going to lose to Baltimore. thought they should have lost to Baltimore. They didn't lose to Baltimore. And I'm not taking Brock Purdy over Patrick Mahomes. I feel like this is going to be a close game. And if it's a close game and it comes down to whoever has the ball last, and Kansas City is smart, and they're probably going to put themselves in a position to have the ball last, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. It's just – and like you said, I mean, the, the script is kind of writing itself. I'm taking Kansas City. All right. Who's who's the MVP, Artie? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Unless and I mean unless unless the defense has to play heroics or Travis Kelsey or one of these receivers, which I doubt it, 
you know, has 100-plus receiving yards and two-plus touchdowns, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes. It's either Patrick Mahomes. If Kansas City wins, it's Patrick Mahomes. If San Francisco wins, I'm probably putting it on Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to say C-Mac. Yeah, I agree with C-Mac. C-Mac or Debo? I can see Debo winning too. Debo! I can see Debo. All right, Arnie. Anything else you want to say about the uh, the NFL or the Super Bowl? I know it's not the Super Bowl I want it, but it's the Super Bowl I'm getting. So it is what it is. I'll be out in the middle of the ocean. I won't have any. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they'll maybe they'll have it on the ship. Right, I'm sure they would. It might, it might be. Aaron. Maybe they'll put it on one of those big screens. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. On the ship. Get the drinks flowing. All right, Artie. Um. Make sure you subscribe to the Variety Sports Network on YouTube at Variety Sports Network. Follow them uh, at Variety Sports or VSN Sports, I think it is, on on socials. Um, And then follow us on social media, at Boneyard Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and at The Boneyard Podcast on TikTok. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, Do that if you're a friend of the podcast. If you don't, you can walk the damn plank. Uh, and then also, Artie, leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Google, Amazon, iHeart, Apple, uh, Pod Square, or whatever. There, there's a million of them, right? We're everywhere. We're the premier podcast of Pirate Nation for a reason. We're everywhere. Leave us a five-star review. If you do, you're a friend of the podcast for life. Yeah. If you don't, you can take your happy ass down to the end of the plank, and walk it. Say the thing, Artie. Enough said. Wash your hands, wash your butts, people. As always, Pirate Nation. Deuce. Peace. Kills me with that.